will be done. And Father, I thank you for giving me another opportunity to stand before your people and bring your word, God, the way you would have for it to be brought on today. Father, I thank you that I have been. I have been crucified with Christ. I know that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives on the inside of me. And for that, God, you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And God, as this word go forth, God, and even the word that came forth even before I'm bringing this word, continue to saturate this atmosphere, continue to open up people's hearts, God, so they can come to know, come to understand, God, what you're bringing unto them today in Jesus' name. I come against all offense. God, in the name of Jesus, I come against all strife, which brings every evil work, contention in every evil work. God, I bind it right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for unity. I thank you for togetherness. I thank you for humility. God, I come against pride in the name of Jesus. Because you said where pride is, there will be a fall. So I just thank you and I praise you, God. And God, I plead the blood. Of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Over us today in Jesus name. I'm not pleading the blood God to get something done. I'm pleading the blood because I know what the blood of Jesus has already done. In Jesus name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? And he's good all the time. In spite of our situations, God is still a good, good God. Go with me to the book of Isaiah, and we want to look at chapter 55. Isaiah 55, and I want to look at verses 8 and verse 9. And let's hear what the Lord has to say. Amen? God always have a word for his people if we're listening and if our hearts are open to receive the word of God. And remember, this is his word, not mine. I'm just his messenger bringing you what the Lord wants to be brought. And when you understand that it's coming from him and not me, you will be able to receive this word. Amen? Because it's not about me. I'm just here to do his will and not my own. Isaiah 55 verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither... Are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let me say it again. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I want to bring before you today, man's way is not God's way. Man's way is not God's way. And when we um, fellowship with God, we're in fellowship with him, but sometimes we get out of fellowship, even though fellowship is there, because we're trying to do things our way. And when we are in a relationship with someone and we get to know that person, which is God, we want to line up with the things that he want to do. We want to line up with his plans and his purpose. When he's saying my thoughts are not your thoughts, that means 
my plans are not your plans. My purposes, you know, are not your purposes. My ways, the way I do, the way I act is not your way of doing, your way of acting. And this is why when we line up with his plans and his purpose, we're lining up with his will to carry out what he would have us to carry out. But one thing we have to know is God is way superior than any man. He's above man. And I'm going back from last Sunday. We have to understand that man did not create what you look up and see and what's around you. It was not man. It was God. It was Elohim. The Bible lets us know that in the beginning, Elohim created. He brought something into existence that did not exist. That's what create mean. God did this. It was not man that did it. So we have to depend on the creator who's the maker of all things. If he didn't make it, it would not be made. If he didn't create you, you would not be created. So how can you depend on you before you depend on God? That's a form of pride. That's why Satan got kicked out of heaven, Lucifer. He got kicked out because he wanted to be above God. This is why sometimes we think things are just not going my way because you want to do it your way. You don't want to do it God's way. When you do it God's way, no matter how it looks, no matter how bad the situation may appear to be, when you do it God's way, you know it's going to be good. And the enemy wanted to appear bad so he would make you think God's way don't work. But you're going to go through some trials. You're going to go through some tribulations. You're going to go through some times that you feel like, God, are you really here? God, are you going to do what you said you're going to do? Because the way it looked, God, it ain't looking so good. That's why the Holy Spirit kick in. The power of God began to kick in. The power of God began to release itself within your spirit. And he's reminding you of who God is. That he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. He reminds you, God does not change. Even though your situation may look toe up from the flow up look at your neighbor and say my God does not change God is unchangeable he remains the same situations they change but God does not change Whatever God said yesterday is still the same today. No matter how bad it look, it's going to remain the same. God does not change his mind. Come on. We go through um, numbers all the time when he was talking to Balaam. And he was telling Balaam to talk to Balak because he was saying, God is not man. Come on. We need to hang on to that. Some of us are still putting God in the category with man. We're waiting to see what man has to say when God already said what need to be said. If we grab hold, first of all, to what God has already said, we're not waiting on man to fix nothing. We're still waiting on man to fix things. We still wait no man to do what they need to do like they saved us. They didn't save us. It wasn't a man that died for us. Let me say this. It was a man that was in the flesh, but it was the son of God. God came off of his throne because he could not find. He could not find a man. 
to save us. He knew that man could not save themselves. Come on, that, that's where we should start. You couldn't save yourself because when you told a lie, you was a murderer. When you um, was a murderer, you were a homosexual. You may lie, but you done broke them all. Some people look at big and little sins, but God look at one. You break one, you broke them all. So that's why he had to come down because it wasn't nobody that could come down and save us from sin. It was only him that could do it because he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God through him. Everything we need is through Jesus. It is not through us. We need to get us out of the way. When you mess up, you can say, God, even though I messed up, you still love me. Your love is still unconditional. It's not based on me because if it was based on me, I would not be here. It was based upon Jesus Christ. So I don't look to my mess up. I look to what he done for the mess up. Y'all got to understand. I can't look at what I done on yesterday. I have to press towards the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Because I have to say, God, it never was about me. So when I do mess up, I realize what Jesus done. And that's when I repent and have a change of mind and turn away from what I'm doing. See, the problem is we so dependent on what we do to get from God. Didn't I say that man ways are not God's ways? Man way is not God's way of doing things. And once we come to realization and recognize, God, no matter how hard I work to get this from you, it won't happen through me. I have to recognize what has already happened through Jesus Christ. He's already made the way because the Bible say he's the way, the truth and the life. No man come to the Father except by him. Did you hear that part? No man can get to the Father except they come through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way. He's the only way. Buddha is not the way. Muhammad is not the way. And what's happening in the world today, people are putting man so much in the place of God. This is why they have standards. They have doctrines. They have their way of doing things to say, this is the way you got to do it to be accepted into the kingdom. They don't know him. Because when they know him, they will know God paid for the way through Jesus Christ. And as long as we put faith in him and not in man's doctrine, man's tradition, it reminds me of Mark, the seventh chapter, when the Pharisees and the scribes were coming against Jesus and his disciples because they did not wash their hands before they ate bread. Now, dealing with washing hands, we do need to wash before we eat, but that's not what the scripture is saying. They had rituals, and the reason why they had these rituals is because when they built the tabernacle, the priest had to be clean before they can come to God. This was the priest. This was not the people. It was the priest, so they kept up this tradition. So they said, why does not your disciples... Wash their hands before they eat bread. Understand those disciples were followers of Christ. They were not followers of man. Y'all understand what I'm saying? 
She said, follow me. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Y'all haven't read that in your Bibles. So you follow me as I follow Christ. But if you're not in the word of God to know the teachings, to know the doctrines, the way that God want us to go, you would follow a man and think it's right because sometimes we too lazy to open up the word to see what it has to say. We take man at their word, but you got to search the scriptures. Even when Paul and them bought the word of God, when Peter and John, they went and searched the scriptures. To see what the word had to say unto them. Are you searching the scriptures? Or are you turning on your television? Or coming up in here on Sunday mornings. And putting trust in me. And not putting your trust in him. We have to trust him. We have to trust his way of doing things. And when you know his way of doing things. When I bring the word. You can say now that's God. Now that's God. You cannot say amen to what I'm saying. You cannot say that is so. You cannot say it is so if you don't know what's so. Come on, come come on down. We give too many people. We have preach, preach, proclaim. That's what preach means. And we don't even know what the word is saying. We got a feeling like James Brown when we come in some of these churches because it's making you feel good because they know how to articulate the word of God. They know how to tell you, sit down, sit down, sit down. Because they're making it about them. They're not making it about God. Because when the Holy Spirit began to move in a room, the Holy Spirit is so gentle. He is. And when he move in a room, he don't need a lot of fuss all the time. Because when he's moving, he's moving upon your heart. And sometimes the only thing you can do is just moan. Sometimes the only thing you can do is just raise your hand. Sometimes the only thing you can do is say, amen. That's God. But see, the devil wants you to make a lot of noise sometimes. Because sometimes the devil want to interrupt truth. Because he don't want you to hear the truth. So he bring in all of this stuff to stir up people. When you get home, you don't even know what was preached. But God wants you to come into remembrance of his word. And the Holy Spirit is there to bring you into remembrance. So the only way we can know God's way, the only way we can know his way, his way of doing, his way of acting, is through the word of God. And if you don't get into the word, you won't know. You'll be living off of what somebody else has said, and you don't even know if it's true. God's word is true. That's why he says, sanctify them in truth, for thy word is true. We get set apart through truth. Y'all hear me? You're set apart through truth. And if you're not living your life according to truth, you're not living God's way. I'm going to say it again. You don't do things because somebody is offering you something to get you to do it. If it's outside of the will and the way of God and the plan and the purpose of God, I don't care if it's a million dollars, you don't take it because that's not God's way. Come on, Elijah. We talked about him and how Gehazi took from Naaman, but Elijah wouldn't take from him because he know he was healed by the word of God and he didn't want people to think, you know, I'm gathering up because of the word that God is sending through me. So he let him know, no, I don't need that because I'm being obedient to what God has told me to do. I'm not going to take all of that. But Gehazi was so much about the world, he went behind Elijah 
and he took what did not belong to him. But God showed it unto um, Elijah what had happened and he ended up with the leprosy that God healed Naaman of. Some Some things come upon us because of disobedience. It is not because, oh God, you did that to me. No, you did it to yourself. Because if you read the word of God, when the word of God tell you not to do something, he's telling you not to do it because he know the consequences from you doing it. So we have to know what God's word is saying so we won't do outside of what his will is or what his plans and his purposes is. When you go back, God always take me back here to Genesis. And y'all, if you take the time to go back in the beginning and see the way that God orchestrated, that's it. That's it. And God will add to, from there, he'll add to it. If you look at how God set up everything, remember God said, God saw, and it was good. Everything God say is good. Everything God see is good because God is a good God. He's about goodness. If you saying something and it ain't good, you don't need to be saying it. You don't need to be thinking it. If you seeing something that ain't good, you need to cast it down because it's not about you know what's good and you know what's not good. God lets you know what's good and what's not good. But see, our flesh gets so in tone with. What's not good, we gratify the flesh more than we gratify the spirit. This is why when someone is saying something that you know ain't right, that means it ain't good. You're supposed to bring correction because the word of God brings correction. It brings rebuke. But some people say, oh, you shouldn't rebuke people. Well, you're telling me I shouldn't do what the word of God says. And I'd rather obey God than obey you. See, our problem is we're trying to worry about feelings. You're going to always have your feelings. But if your feelings don't come into alignment with what God wants, you know it's just a feeling of the flesh. See, I want to be moved by the spirit. I don't want to be moved by the flesh. I don't want the flesh to rule my life. And when you don't let the flesh rule your life, you know you're not letting the flesh rule your life because the flesh begin to act up. It begin to cut up because you cutting the flesh, you crucifying the flesh. And that's what God want us to do. He don't want us to gratify the flesh. He want us to walk in the spirit because why? There's life in the spirit. The Bible said to be carnally minded, fleshly minded is death. Do y'all realize that? When you are currently minded, when you going on your flesh, what the flesh, what appeased the flesh, you're walking in death. But when you're spiritually minded, come on, I'd rather do what God's word is saying. He's saying, Amanda, when you're spiritually minded, you will have life and peace. No matter what the situation look like, when you're walking in the spirit, you know you have life and peace. Even though there's turmoil all around you, people are seeing the peace of God. That's coming before you. So this is why we have to do it God's way and not man's way. We are so dependent upon the way that man say it should be. Y'all got to understand that man is not God. Man don't know everything that God knows. I was sharing with somebody on how, you know, they, they bring out vaccines and they bring out these vaccines. This is man. This is scientist. And they tell you, you take the vaccine 
It will help you not get COVID. It will help you not get the flu. And some people have different reactions from the vaccines. But guess what? You have to take that every year. Every year. Because it wears off. But I got something that never dies. That never wear off. See, when your body get immune to something, it rejects it. How many know this? If you get a headache, you may take Tylenol, you may take a leave, you may take ibuprofen, or it may be other stuff you're taking that you shouldn't be taking, but you're taking it. Because you believe that that's going to relieve you of your headache. Amen? So you take it. But at the end of the day, you covering up a headache, but you got to know why that headache is coming. Because you got to keep taking that pill to get that headache to calm down. But you need to ask the Holy Spirit, where is this headache coming from? Because if you don't, you're going to keep taking something and your body's going to get used to that and the flesh is going to expect that and that's the only way it calms down. But who want to take pills all the time? Who want pills to dictate their life? Now, if that's what you want to do, that's you, that's you. I'm not telling you not to take it. But there's going to come a time, warning, that nothing is going to work. And you're seeing that time now. With COVID-19, they say, go in your house and shut yourself off. For 14 days, if you have any of these symptoms and, you know, you get checked or whatever, shut yourself off for 14 days. They leave you to yourself. They give you nothing because it's nothing that they can give you to help you. But can you think about if we had prepared ourselves when God bought the warning before it came and he told you the prescription that you needed to take before COVID-19 was even heard about. He told you to get in your word. He told you you're going to need this word like you would never need it before. See, God don't let you just walk into something without sending someone to forewarn for you about that something. God have spoken over this pulpit, God. I was his messenger. If you go back through the teachings, everything that you see, you shouldn't be ignorant to. Because God already told you what was yet to come. Some people are so dependent upon man that whatever come, I can go visit Doc. And he can give me what I need for me to get through COVID. I can go visit a man and he'll tell me this is what's going to help me. When God already told you. It's going to take the word. At the end of the day, the Bible says heaven and earth. Are we reading the same Bible? Heaven and earth shall pass away. Matthew 24. He said, but my word is what's going to stand. It's what's going to remain. Everything else is going to pass. But my word is what's going to remain. So we have to depend upon his word. When God set up things the way he wanted them to be, check this. He didn't bring man on the scene until it was set up. He created everything the way he wanted to be. He created it for man. Y'all didn't get it? 
He created everything for man and he told man, I'm giving you dominion. I'm giving you rule over everything that I created. Now I want you while you're here on this earth to carry out what I have created. I want you to keep, I want you to watch over everything that I have created and everything is up under your rule. I want you to dominate. I want you to be rulers here on this earth on my behalf. That's what God was saying. So God set up everything the way it needed to be. And let's start with how he set this up. He said, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. This is what God said. Now, how were they going to be fruitful and multiply? Because he created male and he created female. That means it was a male and it was a female. This is God's way. Come on, check it out. Let me make sure now. Y'all, y'all turn there and make sure now. Come on. Let's make sure what he, what he created. The Bible said, God said, let us make man in our image. That man means male and female. See, when we look at man, some people look at man and they leave a woman out. No, when God created, when he said man is, is the woman and the man. Let us make them, make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. So we went over that verse. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, them. He broke it down. He said male and female. Now, what's the difference between a male and female? Look around. I believe a woman have something a man don't. I believe a man have something a woman don't. And God created us as male and as female. Now people want to cut stuff off that God created. I got to break it down. Because they want to become something. This is man. Man want to become something that God didn't create because man is getting deceived because this is what the enemy want. He trying to turn around God's way. He's trying to turn around. Y'all got to understand man is trying to turn around God's way. And what man is trying to do is that everybody was created equal. So everybody should have a right to do what they want to do. If they want to be a woman and they're a man, let them be a woman. If they want to be, how is it? Help me, y'all. If they want to be a man and they're a woman, let them be a man. If they want to be a woman and become a man, did I say it right? Let them be that. They have a choice. They do. But we as Christians, we don't go along with that choice. Because we're going outside of God's way. If you say you are born again, you should have a deep conviction within you. Hello, somebody. I don't care who's in charge. You got a deep conviction in you that say, that's not God's way. That's not the way. See, we're supposed to. Not let people be ignorant to the way God wants things to be. You're supposed to tell people that's not God's way. First, it's right here. Right here. 
Why do people have a hard time agreeing with this? Because they don't want people mad at them. Or I'm going to give you another scenario. Because somebody is giving you something for you to bow down to that instead of truth. Hello? Or you're afraid you're going to lose something. So you rather bow down to what's not true to get what God is up. They cannot take from you what God has given you. Because God will turn the hearts of a king in the direction he wanted to go when we begin to do this. This is your job. This is your job. Not going along with, oh, that person is so good. They're trying to bring change, but if the change ain't lining up with God, they ain't bringing the right change, so we have to pray for that person and say, God, I speak that they come into alignment with the way that you want to do things. My prayer is, God, I speak. I pray for the president. I don't care who it is because they are man. I don't care who it is. I pray for them. But we need to get off of the color. We need to get off of what used to be. Now that you're born again, that's not the way it is. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. My life ain't based upon government. It's based on the kingdom, the government of God. And that's the only way I'm going to make it here on earth because things on this earth is changing. It's evil. And the only way for us to overcome evil is with good. Because God is a good God. And when we hear something that's wrong, we pull out the word. It should be in our hearts. But we pull it out and say, God loves you. How do I know that he loves you? Because before you decided to do what you did, he already died for you. He already died for that because he knew that way was not the right way. So he had to lay down his life for homosexuality. He had to lay down his life for fornication, adultery. He had to lay down his life for lies, for murder. He had to lay down his life for every sin that would ever be committed, he laid down his life for it because he said, that's not my way. He said, so I'm going to take on the sins of the whole world. I'm going to take it upon myself. And by me taking it upon myself, that means you don't have to take it because I done done away with it. Anything somebody has, let me ask you a question. If somebody told you, if a person was diagnosed with cancer, And a person walked up to them and said, you don't have to have it. I'll take it for you. Give it to me. You don't have to walk another day with it. Just the only thing you got to do is give it to me. Would you give it to them or would you say, no, I think I want to hold on to it. I think, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm going to give you an example. When the doctor tell you when you've been diagnosed, give that to me. I will make you well. Okay, doc, here you go. But this is what you got to do. You got to have chemo. You got to have radiation. You got to have all of these medications. You got to make sure you're on point with all of this. And it will extend your life for another five years. That's far as it'll go. 
far as it'll go. Because they know how long this stuff is lasting. They know because it's man-made. But when God said, I took it. And even though that's what they say, you don't have to take it. Whatever sickness or disease it is, he said, I made a way for you. So even though they say, that's not what I already said. Y'all, we missing it. We missing it. We're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulations. Because we're living in an evil world. As long as we speak truth, people are going to come against you because of the truth that you're speaking. You can't hold out on truth. We don't hold out on gossip. We don't even know if it's true, but we call somebody. Now, I want to tell you something. Now, don't say I said it, but I'm just going to tell you. Now, just don't tell nobody. It's done told. Because some people can't hold water. Some people say, you think I tell everything. I don't tell everything. Well, how did I find out? (laughs) Case closed. We gossip. We, We talk to one another about different things. What if we took the word of God? Whatever you believe is what you're going to speak. So the gossip that we're saying, we believe it because we're speaking it. We got to go on what God is saying outside of what we hear, y'all. Because if God didn't say it, we should say, I don't want to hear it. That's not what God said. My granddaddy will always say, tink so. And I'm like, granddaddy, it is. He said, tink so. I said, granddaddy, it is. He said, no, that's not what the words say. So it tink so. He went strictly off the word. I don't care if they showed it to him. It looking dead at it. Tink so. Because he stood on what the word said opposite of what people were saying. And then Granada would come back and say, didn't I tell you it wasn't so? He wouldn't say nothing else. But you know what we do? We take this word and we get mad with it. We go tell somebody something they don't want to believe in you. Beat them up with the word. You don't have to. Only thing you got to do is tell them what the word saying. Go on about your business. You done delivered the word. Ain't no point of you waiting to see if they're going to live or die. You did what God told you to do. And you go on about your father's business. Because it's not for you to prove nothing. God don't need to be proved. He's true. He's just. He's righteous. He's God. So if he sent us with the word, we deliver the word and go on and say, that's what he said. We don't sit up there and say, hey, how you doing? Did it work? We don't do that. We do it God's way, not Frank Sinatra's way. We do it his way. We always check with him. I love this scripture that says, commit thy way, Proverbs 16, commit thy ways unto the Lord. But the next part said, then your thoughts, your plans shall be established until you roll it over. See, when I roll something over to God, y'all, that means it ain't mine. You deal with it. God, here it is. I don't know what to do with it, but I'm going to roll it over to you because I'm trusting you that my plans, my purposes are going to be established. So I'm rolling this way to you because God, I want to go this way, but I'm going to give it to you. And I want you to know, I want you to tell me what is your will for this? Not my will, Lord, but let your will be done because you know what I want to do. You already know, but God, I'm going to humble myself here. Take it. 
But I got to be still. And I got to know that he's God. God, I done gave it to you. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you some thanks behind it and say, God, you already know. You know more than I know. You know what need to be taken care of more than I know what need to be taken care of. And I'm going to tell you, when you give it to him, ooh, he'll bring a word back. My husband had to go with my daughter back to school to take some stuff with her. And she said she was going to go by herself. But me and my husband decided, okay, he'll go with you because I had to prepare for Bible study that night. So as I was sitting home and I was preparing for Bible study and the Lord reminded me, he said, I want you to pray for their script today. And I started praying and say, God, you give power to the thing. Just praying the word of God. I speak that they're strengthened on today, God. I speak that they can do all things through Christ which strengthened them. Just speaking what the Lord want me to speak. And I just went back into my word. So when they got there, my daughter's on the third floor. When they got there, the elevator was down. So that means my daughter had to make three trips if she went by herself up four flights of stairs. But the Lord let me know, Lord, I thank you. He let me know before they got there, I want you to send my word. I want you to send my word ahead of time. So my husband had to take the heavy bags and lug them up four flights of stairs. But they made it. They made it with the help of the Lord. Why? Because it wasn't my way. Because see, they know if it was my way and I was trying to do it. Hello? Y'all need to fix that elevator. Ain't nobody got time to be walking up no four flights of stairs. Is y'all crazy? (laughs) I wouldn't have done that. But in my mind, come on somebody. You'll be going up them stairs heavy breathing. They know better than this. But God showed me his way. What am I saying? He showed me a better way. And y'all, they made it. So then I said, Father, my daughter have to. They don't have a lot of parking on campus. So she got to leave a dorm and walk to the hospital for her services that she have to do. It's a 15-minute walk in the cold. And I say, God, I don't want my daughter walking. I don't want this to happen. So, Lord, you got to fix this. I can't do nothing, but you got to fix this. So, Lord, I'm going to roll it over to you. Now, this is the funny part, how things, when you roll something over to them about it. She have to be at the hospital at 6.45. And she have to work until 7 p.m. Observing. That's a part of being a nurse. So guess what, y'all? Normally, I'll lay there because I go to bed late. So that night, I was up before the Lord in my word, and I lay down about 2 o'clock. My eyes popped open at 5.45, and the devil said, she got to walk. It's going to be cold. She got to walk. It's going to be cold. She got to walk. It's going to be cold. And I'm saying to myself, God, I rolled it over. I rolled it over, God, and you will take care of what need to be taken care of. See, it's his way. It's not my way. Sometimes we got to get our feelings out the way and say, God, when I give you something, I can't take it back by trying to work it out on my own. God, you knew her before I knew her. God, you know the plan and the purpose you have for her better than I do. But God, can you share it with me? Can you give me a little bit of ease? Can you just share a little bit with me? That way I can just roll back over. And God is so good. That he'll begin to let you see 
And y'all, before I knew it, she was already there. And she said, it was hot. I walked and it was hot. I didn't even need the coat. I said, girl, you know you need a coat. But God has a way, y'all, of doing things. And it's past our way of figuring it out. His ways are higher. And why am I bringing this message? Because some of us are so in tone with what man is doing that we waited out to see what they're going to do. Instead of going into this word and say, God, I'm going to wait it out because I know you're not going to change. God, this is what you said. But God, I only want to stand on what you're saying. God, give me the comfort. Give me what I need, God, to be able to stand. And God will do it. So when we go back to the beginning, he created male and female. That's his way, y'all. People are trying, man is trying to change God's way by saying everybody have a choice. Yes, you do have a choice. The Bible tells us. God gave us a choice, but he wants us to choose his way. He, He didn't deny us a choice. It's right here in the word. He said, I'm creating male and female because I want them to come together. But the way I want them to come together is in marriage. The world has gotten so evil that they're telling people it's okay to fornicate. Fornicate means having sex outside of marriage. That's not God's way. And the world have made it so much man's way of living that they're saying it's okay. So when you bring across the pulpit, you living too holy. No, I'm living according to God's way. When God said it ain't right, it's not right. And I can't stand before you and know you. Guess what's happening? When you see people that are wrong and you don't bring correction, guess what? I'll bring it to you, but you got a choice. But the blood ain't on me no more. Because I told you what the word said. So I don't have to keep reminding you. Not lest the Holy Spirit give me something. To let you know something else. But when we don't tell people that fornication is a sin. When we don't tell people God said you don't have sex out of marriage. You don't do it. But people are getting so used to that way. They're saying that's the right way. Man say, you know, no, I should be able to choose when I want to have sex. (laughs) I should be able to choose when I want to do this or that. If we raise our children, God's way, when they get older, they're going to have a choice. So God showed us in the beginning. He said, I want you to come together as male and female to replenish this earth. But I want you to be married. He set it up in here. He put Adam to sleep. He pulled a rib out of Adam, and here come Eve. Eve was already a part of Adam. That's why it's Adam. Look it up in Hebrew. The woman was already in the man. She was already a part of the man. God just took a part of him, and he created woman. They was just that close. She was right there by his side, not working his neck. Okay? She was by his side. Women, we supposed to walk. With our husbands. We supposed to be side by side. Do y'all know what side by side mean? We walking together. I'm not getting ahead of him. He's not getting ahead of me. We're communicating God's way. See the problem is. You got some Jezebels ruling Ahabs. And Ahabs won't say nothing to Jezebel. Because they want peace in their house. Hmm. 
But when you're doing it God's way, women, you know how to shut up. You know how to repent. You know how to say, Jezebel, you getting out of this house in the name of Jesus. And Jezebel say, are you talking to me? Yes. So we do it God's way. We get rid of things that's blocking us from having that relationship and the fellowship that we need to have with God. Fellowship is communication. God wants us to get these things out the way. So God created male and female in his image. He told them to replenish the earth. He brought them together as husband and as wife. He had the earth the way he wanted it to be. Nothing was missing. Nothing was broken. They were naked and they were not ashamed. Now is shame in this world because of evil. So if God done it this way, y'all, why would we want to get outside of God? Let me tell you something. Man only know man's way. See, people's hearts get turned towards, you know, these people need to have a right to live this way. No, we need to tell these people living that way sends you to hell. God made a way where you don't have to burn forever. Sometimes you do have to break it down. Grace saved you. You couldn't save yourself. Now they're taking the word of God and they're shifting in it. They're turning it around, trying to make people say, now God didn't say that. God made me this way. I dealt with a, a young lady and this young lady, I, I had heard rumors that, you know, that she was living a gay life. And, you know, I didn't go on those rumors. I still associated with her. But one day... Because of the way I carried myself, because I didn't look at her the way other people looked at her. She said, can I talk with you? I said, of course you can. She said, I need to share something with you. She said, I like women. Y'all, my head started turning. I said, okay. She said, and I really want to talk to you about it because I know that you save and I want to see what you have to say on this. And in my mind, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, help me. I know you're here to back me up. Help me, Holy Spirit. You have to give me the word to say to her. So she said, God made me this way. I said, baby, God didn't make you this way. God created us male and female. He created you the way he wanted you to be. He created you as a woman. And that's the way he wanted you to be. And he wants you to be with a man when you get married. And she said, okay, okay. So I'm like... Wow, I think I reached her. So she said, okay, the next day. Somebody say, and the next day. She said, can I talk to you? I had a talk with God. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I said, what did he say? She said, he told me he created me like that. I said, you want to listen to God, baby. There ain't nothing but the devil. I said, let me tell you about Sodom and Gomorrah. She heard about all that. But because of her past hurt, because of what happened to her when she was little, she said, I can't trust another man. So women came into my life, and I got to trust those women. So I feel better with a woman than I do with a man. So God had me to minister to her you know, why I work with her. And matter of fact, I was her boss. But this is what I gave her. I said, let me tell you something. The way you choose to live your life, that's you. 
I have given you the word and you have to make the choice whether or not to accept the word. But my advice to you is don't you walk around in this office and tell women that this is who you are. Because some people is not going to accept that and they're going to be angry. But God loves you. But you have to be willing to change. She did what I told her not to do. People come in my office and say, if she come in my face, I'm going to kill her. I said, no, you're not. No, you're not. But she learned that when you're dealing with something, you don't just come out with it like that because some people are angry. Some people will come at you and literally try to kill you because of that. But God loves you. He don't want you to be that way because your father didn't create you that way. Some people will say, you know what? People are, um, don't love me. Yes, they do because they're telling you what truth is, but it's the way you come with truth. So we see what God done in the beginning, right? So people have a choice, but it's up to you to tell them the right way. You don't go on the wrong way no matter what somebody offer you. You do not go on the wrong way because man don't know, y'all. We need to quit trying to justify opposite to the word. We need to quit trying to justify that. God created male and female. We need to go on God's way. There is no other way, y'all, but his way. And once we tell people his way, we done what we need to do. But we don't need to sit there and watch somebody die in sin that God paid for and not open our mouth and give them truth. And he'll let you know how to give them that truth. So the Pharisees in Mark chapter 7, they were getting on Jesus. The one that was bringing salvation, trying to tell Jesus, you need to tell them to wash their hands because they had a ritual, y'all. And how they would wash their hands, they would make a fist. They would take a pitcher and they would pour water on their hands about three times. When they get through with that hand, they would take a clean cloth and they would take the cloth and hold the pitcher to do the other hand. So that's how they considered themselves as being clean. But Jesus was letting them know, no, you doing that physically, but that's not being spiritually cleansed. I'm the only one that can do that. So Jesus was letting them know that was not the right way. So their traditions, they made it tradition, y'all. They made this a ritual. They made it their way of doing. Come on, if you don't know what the word of God say, you can walk in some churches and they tell you this is what you got to do and you begin to do it because you feel like this is what God wants you to do. But that's not what God wants you to do. You got to go on God's way of doing things because we want to be on one accord. This is why we got different denominations. This is why. Because each denomination say they serve the same God, but they got different standards. They got different bylaws. We want to do it God's way. We want to have a church that's living by God's way of doing, not man's way of doing. Some churches tell you, you got to present yourself in a manner of holiness by not wearing makeup. Y'all, I can wear makeup all day long. That don't change who I am. My holiness come through him, not through my makeup. And the more I get to know him, if I got on too much, I'm going to decrease it. Yeah. 
If my clothes are not the way they need to be, I'm going to change it. The closer I get to him, I'm going to dress in a modest way. I'm not going to bring attention to myself by wearing stuff. Oh, this is why he was speaking of this in Timothy. Putting all stuff in your hair to let people, they looking more at your hair than they look into the word of God. You don't draw attention to yourself by letting people look to you. This is why on the pulpit, y'all, I ain't trying to bling it out. I ain't trying to do nothing differently because some people watch your attire because that's what they used to more than they hear the word of God. So you don't do nothing to draw attention to yourself that's going to take away God's way of doing things. So we got to know his way. And when we know his way, we don't agree with other people's ways. The devil is a trickster. He is a liar. He went into the Garden of Eden, into paradise. He used what God created to deceive Eve. That's what he did. Did God really say? Did God really say? They already knew what God said. Come on, you already know what God said. But sometimes we bow down because we think it's more outside of God. That's why Eve ate from that tree. It was the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That's what the enemy used. That's what the government is using, y'all. Any man that get in place, he know what gets you stirred up. Money, money, money. Money. Give me more money. I love you. I like you. Cut off the money, and you're going to find out just how people are. Think about it. Think about it. Anything that get taken from somebody that they covet, they ain't going to like it. They're going to come out against you. Money is a God, y'all. Money is a God. People go after money more than they go after God. But when God said, go back to Joseph, God gave Joseph a plan, didn't he? He, he told Joseph, this is what's going to happen in your life. But Joseph went through something. He went in the pit. He got out of the pit, y'all. He went to prison. It didn't look like what God was saying that they were going to bow down to him. But everywhere Joseph went, they bowed down to the God that was in him. Because God gave him favor. Joseph went through, but he kept God's word. Even when that woman wanted to sleep with him, Potiphar's wife. Joseph ran for his life because he know that's out of the will of God. He said, your husband has given me everything except you. He knew the difference. But you got people in the world today that they're committing sex outside, having affairs outside of marriage. And they say it's okay. It's not okay. And you got to let people know this is not God's way of doing. So Joseph knew God's way. He ran for his life. He ended up being in prison. Can you imagine he doing what's right and he's still in prison? But God gave him favor, even in prison, because God had a plan for Joseph. He was breaking him to make him. And Joseph was still trusting God from the pit to the prison. And then God got ready to take him to the palace. And guess what? Joseph had to manage because it was a famine. And God told him, I'm going to show you how to make it. You're going to have seven years of plenty. You're going to have seven years of lack. But I'm going to show you how to get through that lack. This is God's way. So we can't look to government to give us everything. Because it's going to get so bad, they may give you all the money, but you ain't got nowhere to spend it. 
You don't have nowhere to spend it. Guess why? Because they're shutting stuff down. They're closing things off. Y'all don't see what's happening? It's, it's representing the tribulation. In the tribulation, if you don't have the mark of the beast, you can't buy, you can't sell. Because if you don't do what they say do, they will kill you. What's happening now with COVID-19? People are killing each other because people are saying, put on your mask. This man literally beat this man almost to death because he said you can't come in the store without a mask. People are getting mad if you, if you take your mask down, put it back up. People are being angry now. So what's happening is Satan wanted to be done his way and he's using man, men in power to get it done. And guess what he's doing? Shutting down the churches, but leaving open bars, leaving open gyms, leaving open stuff that should be shut down. But want to take people out of church and people are falling for that. But you're in and out of places. You go everywhere else. If you got a doctor's appointment, look around you. You don't know who touched what. You don't know if they're doing what they're supposed to do to sanitize. You just up in there. Heal me. So I can be healed. Christians, what can you give me to help me sleep? The Bible say, beloved, I wish above all things that you should prosper and be in good health. This is the kicker. Even as your if your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions ain't lining up with God, you ain't prosperous, even though he made a way. And he said he want his beloved to get sweet sleep. And the only reason why we ain't getting sweet sleep is because either we high off of worry or we afraid of something that we can't lay down and have no sweet sleep. You got to get to the root of why you're not sleeping. And it's right here in the word of God. We want to do it God's way and not. And some people are mad right now because they're feeling conviction. <laughs> When the person feel conviction, they get mad at you because they saying you saying that I voted wrong. Well, did you? I'm just giving you the word. Hey, I'm just giving you the word. All I can give you is the word. That's between you and God. You got the answer before him, not before me. I'm just giving you what he told me to give you. It is God's way. Not man's way. No matter what they offer you, it's his way of doing. So we have to do it his way. So Jesus had to let them Pharisees know. It's not washing, not washing your hands that defiles you. It's what you put in your heart that comes out of you. Your mouth is what defiles you. Is what makes you unclean. See, when we know what the word of God is saying, we don't go on what man is saying. Y'all check the word. Lining up with the word. And if it's not God's way, we don't do it. We don't do it. We line up with him and his way of doing. What's right? What did he say? Seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things. And he said all of these things. 
shall be added unto you. The Bible said there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but it leads to death. Y'all hear that? There's a way that seems right. Have you ever been in a situation and it seems so right and you feel so good about it? You feel so happy you done cut off your hearing ear from God because it feel good about the loan. It feel good because you're going to have extra money in your pocket. It feel good because you can leave chicken alone for a while and you can have a lobster. T- it feels so good. And you saying, I'm thinking about things that are true, that are lovely, that are honest, that are pure. But none of that is pure or honest. That's your flesh. So you feel good about it. Y'all have been in them situations that when we was buying our second house, um, I was praying to the Lord and I told my husband, I said, honey, go ask this man, can he do this right here? You know, trying to get the down payment myself. And I went back to the Lord and I began to pray and God said, there's a way that seems right unto a man, but it leads to death. So my husband talked to the man about it. He said, yeah, we'll do that. They sat before the lawyer. He said, if you do that, both of you going to jail. There's a way that seems right. Y'all, it looked beautiful. It did. It looked like we can work this out, man. Yeah, but it wasn't God's way. So God said, now this is what I want you to do. This is when you have to humble yourself. He said, I want you to go back to that same man. See, I sent him. He's the man. I told him what God said. I said, you go to this man and you tell him this. I said, tell that man we're going to offer him this for that house. I said, oh, Lord, I'm going to be obedient. My husband went to him and told him. He said, I'll think about it. He come back and he said, I'll do it. That's God's way. He come off the price and then we went back through the house and he had some stuff in there, nice stuff in there. I said, what you going to do with that? He said, well, my wife, I say, leave that in the house and leave that in the house. We'll take it. He said, I'll get back with you. He let me have a Christmas tree, all the decorations to the outside, the inside. Let me have an elliptical that I'm still not getting on like I need to. (laughs) But he let me have it. He gave us a lot of stuff with the house. Because God told me you have not because you ask not. But I don't want you to ask the miss. I want you to ask according to my way and not your way. Don't ask with the wrong motives. Come on now. So everything God told us to do, y'all, we did. But we were still kind of short on cash. And I said, God, we don't have this money. We had to have this money, y'all, in a month. And I'm going to tell you how much it was. It was $12,000 in a month. I said, God, we don't have it. You know we don't have it. How do you want us to come up with this? This is what we got to put down. And guess what God did? He said, sometimes you have money and don't even know you got it. I said, well, God, I think I know. (laughs) I talked to God, y'all. I said, ain't nothing in that bank. You know it ain't nothing in that bank. (laughs) Y'all don't do it. I didn't know what was in that bank. Nothing. I said, there's nothing in there. And God Told me, y'all, where to go look. Didn't he, honey? And guess what? It was there. Except for not all of it. I said, okay, God, that's there. But what else do you want us to do? And God showed us his way. And when he showed us his way, y'all, you end up owing no man nothing. And then when we got that assigned to papers, God is so funny. After you do what you, you, t- you know. 
After we signed the papers, the man said, oh, you got some money coming back to you, huh? <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> See, when you, God give you more than enough. Because he said he do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could even ask to think. But this is the catch. According to the power that worketh within you. You have to take the word and allow the power of God to work within you to carry out his plan and his purposes. Y'all, it's not about us. When you're making it about you, when you're trying to purchase something and you're trying to do it on your own instead of asking God, is it time for this purchase? Is it time for me to do what needs to be done? When you do it God's way. I remember me and my husband. We had that Lexus since 2005. Oh, I love my Lexus, y'all. Not like I love Jesus, because y'all know I don't try like I need to. But we kept it, we kept it, we kept it. And everybody was looking for me to get another car, because that's all I did was buy cars, because they had them buttons in them. But I made up my mind. See, this is where people miss it. When you do things God's way, you will take from yourself the world's way. Because you look into God. So by me and my husband not purchasing cars every year, but paying off what we have and keeping it, it got us a bigger house. Y'all think about this. If I don't have two car payments, I can... You have a choice. So quit talking about me. See, I'm trying to help you financially. When you don't have two car payments, you can roll that payments over into a house, a bigger house. It's your choice on what you want to do. Don't get mad at me because I got bigger by listening to God. You can do the same thing. Give up something. Quit getting mad at people because you want a car and they got a car. You chose to do something else, so don't get mad at somebody else because they're riding around in a new car. You don't know what they had to go through. You don't know what they had to put aside to say, it ain't about me. It's about what God want to do through me. So that's how we worked it. So for years, we drove that car. Didn't complain about that car. But when Ariel began to go to school, we had 285,000. 240, 240 some thousand miles on the car. We going back and forth for a whole year with her. So my husband was saying about another car, me, nope, nope, we can just rest in this. So me and my husband, when we ride around in Wilmington, we would just go look at cars, but we wouldn't get them. So one day we was riding around in the BMW lot, y'all, and we were sitting there, and all of a sudden I seen that BMW, and I said, oh, that's a nice car. But I said, I ain't getting it. So I'm just sitting there, and this unusual thing happened. This salesman that reminded me of Jamie. He come over there, he say, you want this car? Nope. Mm -mm. I'm just looking at this car. Nope, don't want it. He didn't say nothing else. And all of a sudden, this man, so peaceful, so calm, he said, you sit in the seat. I'm like, me? I don't need to sit in that seat. He said, go ahead and sit in the seat. He went from A to Z with that car. What am I saying? When you want someone to know what they're sitting in, you tell them about what they're sitting in. What am I saying? When someone is lost and you want them to have life, you have to tell them about the kingdom and what the kingdom has to offer. He told me what was in the car, what the car had to offer. And I sat there and in my mind, I said, God, I'm talking to Jesus. 
You know I don't want this car. But it ain't what I want because you know the timing for the car. So I didn't hear nothing from the Lord. He said, let's drive it down the road. I said, okay. Got back and he said, you want to fill out the paperwork and we can get you all done? And I'm saying, huh? my husband said, I said, I tell you what, give me the paperwork. I'll take it to my bank. Y'all, I was delaying everything because I said, if I get out of here, I ain't getting no car. That's what I was saying. I ain't getting no car. I made up my mind. As we sat there, he said, just, just fill out the paperwork. He said, try it with our bank. I believe you can get a better interest rate. I'm sitting there saying, I said, God, what do you want me to do? When I drove the car, I heard the spirit of the Lord say, this is yours. This is your car. And I did like that. <laughs> I just shook my head. We didn't sit there a good five minutes. And I was getting ready to go. The man said, you approve. We got you a 3% interest rate. I said, ooh, okay. But I knew already I was approved before he told me I was approved. Because God told me what belonged to me. What am I saying to you? When you do it God's way, no matter what it looked like, you got to go on what God said. Abraham was going to give up Isaac. Didn't, you know, waited for Isaac 25 years. But God said, I want you to sacrifice Isaac. Because God wanted to see where his heart was. And this is what Abraham said. He told the men, you go back and me and my son will be back. Because he trusted God so much to say, if you kill him. You got to bring him back to life because you gave him to me. What am I telling you? It's God's way, y'all. It's not our way of doing things. God know everything about your life. So before you make any decision, I don't care what the decision is. Proverbs 16, 9 say, a man plans his way. That means he makes up his mind. In his mind, it said a man's heart devises his way. But the Lord directs his steps. We make plans in our mind, but we need to let the Lord direct us because our way is not God's way. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. So whatever plans you making in your mind, you need to direct that to God and say, God, this is what I want to do. But Lord, what would you have for me to do? Because there's a way that seemed right unto a man, but that way leads to death. God, I want to go the right way. God, I want you to be glorified, not me. It's not about me. So when God sends people to you, and he says, not the time, and it may look like everything lined up with it is, it's right, take God's advice. He know the timing for you. Because when we get into things that we don't suppose to get into, y'all, we go through what we got into, but God is still there. He's still there to comfort us. He's still there to direct us. He'll help us get through it. But don't do nothing before your time. Don't do it because you're going to have to go through it until the time that God has made right for you. So don't go through nothing. You don't have to. God, he will tell you what to do and what not to do. Like apostle, she told me two years before coming down here, I'm moving. God ain't showed me, but I'm going to move. And when it was time for her to move, it didn't look like she should be moving. But she trusted God, and when she got here, God provided. She worked for you all. Is that what she wanted to do? 
be at home on the phone with U-Haul. But she did it until change came. And then when it didn't look like she didn't have enough to do what she needed to do, guess what? She still gave to God. She still sent off the little that she had. She didn't leave God out of the equation. See, when our money change, our heart change. If we got a heart for God, no matter how our money change, we don't change our heart towards God when it comes to giving. It's not about you giving to me. You giving unto God. Quit looking at my status. My status is like it is because of him. And not because of me. I have to trust him every day. Not trusting what you're going to put in to the tithes or what you're going to put into the offering. I have to trust. You know what you're going to get every, every two weeks or every week. You know what that company is going to pay you. So you. But me and my husband, we live by faith and not by sight. Because if you drop saying, I'm not going to do nothing else. God got a plan for us. He already done worked it out before you done change your mind. God already worked it out. That's why he said, you got to trust me. See, people look at us, but what they need to be looking at is him. They need to be looking at him because it's him that has brought us this far. And he's going to keep on bringing us as long as we keep our ways lined up with his way and our thoughts and our plans lined up with his. We're going to make it no matter if people draw back. God is not going to draw back because God will use somebody else. He put a ram in the bush for Abraham. And he's always going to have a ram in the bush for us. Why? Because we trust him. So people get mad at you and they'll pull back on you. You ain't pulling back on me. You pulling back on God. And that's between you and God. Because when something else don't come in, God always have a way of working it out. Remember Jesse the planners? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Never thought that his ministry would have gave to this ministry. He don't know me and I don't know him, but we know God. And that man overnighted that money. When that storm came, it was no money in the bank for this church to continue to function. And I said, Lord, what would you have us to do? And he told me, I want you to email Jesse DePlanis. Told me what to put in the email. And they answered back and they said he don't normally get the email, but he got that email because they wanted him to see it. And he said overnight, this $5,000. Y'all tell me I don't serve a good God. So I have to look to him, y'all. I can't look to people. I look to him and he'll change the heart of people for the need that we may have. So quit looking to yourself. Quit looking to man. And begin to look to him, begin to seek him while he can be found and ask him, show me your way, God. Don't do things because other people are doing it. You don't know how they're doing it. But you want to start out right and you're going to end up right when you end up doing it his way. So let's trust him and quit trusting ourselves in these times of crisis. And let's choose the right way. God want all us to have life and have it more abundantly, y'all. And I'm t- another thing, God want children to have life. God is not about abortion, but he give you a choice whether or not you want to do it or not. But it's our choice to tell them truth. It's our choice to say God has a plan. And it may not be what you're planning. But God has a plan for that seed. 
And he want that seed to have life. Because he's about life. But we don't take away nobody's choice. That's not God. God will never take away your choice because he gave them a choice even in paradise. That was wrong. You never take away somebody's choice. That's just like you have a choice either to believe God to heal or go to the emergency room. It is not my right to say, don't go to the emergency room. It's my job to tell you what the word of God says about healing. It is your job to choose whether or not you want to go to the emergency room or you want to stand on God's word. I don't take away your choice. You have the right to choose. That's how God set it up. That's his way of doing. And when you know his way, no matter how people get mad at you, no matter what they do, you stand on his way. People are angry. They're very angry now. We're brothers and sisters. Whatever you choose, that's on you. But that don't stop me from loving you the way I need to love you with God's kind of love. I don't cut you off because the choice you made. But what I do is minister truth to you to build you up, to bring you back to God, not to take you away from him. Amen. Amen. So we all have the right to choose, but let's choose God's way. Get into the word and know his way and you will be going the right way. Amen. Do we have any announcements?